a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you today. As always, I am Boyd Matheson. And I want to round out the day kind of going back to where we started. What we're always trying to do on this show is to make sure we can separate the rage from the reason and elevate the conversation and talk about things in a rational way because that's how we get to better solutions. And just over the last 24 hours, 48 hours, we have seen how politics and the weaponization of words prevents us from having crucial conversations about critical issues that we have to solve as a country. And so I want to round out the day by by going back to these because you're going to continue to hear the crazy rhetoric and sometimes it's just dishonest and sometimes it's just incredibly deceptive and you're going to continue to hear it. And I'm going to give you one example from President Biden and I'm going to give you one example from congressional Republicans so that as you continue to hear the rhetoric that you can separate the rage from the reason. And when you hear certain things, your antenna will go up and you say, eh, yeah, that's not really what it's about. Or, wow, that's really deceptive. Or, wow, that's really preventing us from having the more important conversation. So let's start with President Biden. We all know in the State of the Union, he called out Republicans saying Republicans wanted to sunset and get rid of Medicare and Social Security. That they were going after seniors. And, of course, he was goading the Republicans. And, of course, the Republicans took the bait. And so there was some booing and some jeering and some back and forth. And then the president even more deceptively said, well, I'm not saying it's a majority of the Republicans. Uh, The reality, there's not a one of them that has a plan, that has legislative text, has promoted or proposed in any committee anywhere in the Congress something to do that. So it was very dishonest. It was very deceitful. And he's doubled down on it in Wisconsin and in Florida today. And he references, you know, page 59 or page 39 of a 60-page pamphlet that says we should sunset all federal programs every five years and just assess if they're doing what they're supposed to do. No reference to Medicare, no reference to Social Security. And he points to statements from senators over the years who have said we've got to address Social Security, we've got to control Medicare, Uh, and all of the like, and on and on it goes. But again, no proposals, no legislative text, but there's this yelling and screaming that Republicans are out there to push grandma off the cliff and to cut seniors on Medicare from health care options. And it's not reality. And if we based it on the same rhetoric, we'd have to go back to 1995, where then-Senator Joe Biden spoke on the floor of the United States Senate calling for freezes and cuts to all programs, including Social Security, Medicare, 
veterans' benefits. Take a listen. When I argued that we should freeze federal spending, I meant Social Security as well. I meant Medicare and Medicaid. I meant veterans' benefits. I meant every single solitary thing in the government. And I not only tried it once, I tried it twice, I tried it a third time, and I tried it a fourth time. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. So then Senator Joe Biden not only said he was calling for a freeze and cuts to Social Security and Medicare, he tried it four times. So, again, we we have to get past the rhetoric of it all. But if we're holding people to a standard of something that they said or something they inferred, that's preventing us from having the conversation. We actually had Chris Pope uh, on from the Manhattan Institute. And the reality is the reality. Medicare is more than the defense budget, and it will be twice the size of defense in just a few years. So something, something's got to give. So we've got to look at it. We know that Social Security will be bankrupt in 11 years. So something has to change. But if all we do is score points and weaponize words for politics, there's no way to have the honest conversation, the reasonable conversation that will get to solutions. Because I'm telling you, if we don't solve it and it goes bankrupt, you want to talk about hurting the poor and the most vulnerable the most? That's what that looks like. And it won't matter whether there's a Republican or a Democrat in the in the White House or in the House or the Senate. It won't matter. But it will hurt seniors on Medicare and Social Security. It's just it's a reality. So we need to have a different conversation there. Separate the rage from the reason. We've got to elevate this conversation. And we can't let... President Biden or or congressional Republicans get away with just the rhetorical bombs. Now, let's look at the Republican side. During the State of the Union, the president talked about the crisis of fentanyl that is killing tens of thousands of Americans every year. And now here's what the Republicans did. Fentanyl is killing more than 70,000 Americans a year. You got it. So, again, the president calling it out, rightly so, and Republicans responding with the weaponization of words and saying, it's your fault. The blood is on your hands. Close the border. And they try to score points off of that. Here's the reality. What did we do today? We divided the raid from the region. We had David Beer on, uh, Associate Director of Immigration Studies at the Cato Institute, and he gave us the facts. And the facts are that almost 
all, nearly 100% of the fentanyl coming across the border is coming across from U.S. citizens. These are not people seeking asylum. These are not people with a backpack going across a river. Not only that, there are Americans that are coming across at legal border checkpoints. So we're having completely the wrong conversation. Now, do we need to deal with border issues and immigration? Of course we do. Uh, we talked about that yesterday uh, and some great ways. Uh, Democratic re- uh, Representative uh, Spanberger from Virginia has some great things that she's looking at in terms of decoupling immigration and border security. They both need to be dealt with. But here, the Republicans are trying to attack the president, saying the blood is on his hands for the fentanyl crisis because he hasn't closed the border. But the facts, the reality, say that the fentanyl is being smuggled in by U.S. citizens for U.S. citizens, not asylum seekers, not people who are coming across illegally. So, again, what's happening is because of the rage of the rhetoric and the trying to score political points and posturing, raising campaign cash is preventing us from having the more important conversation about the policy and what's really going on. What are we going to actually do to make it so it's not in that kind of demand? How do we have that conversation? So in both of these examples, with the president's rhetoric around Social Security and Medicare, those are scare tactics. It's a political boogeyman, and he's using it, and he's scoring points with it. It's playing well because he keeps doing it. And Republicans are blaming the fentanyl crisis on the president because of the border situation or immigration. Also preventing us from having the real conversation, the right conversation. And we're going to keep doing that every day here on Inside Sources. We will separate the rage from the reason because we want to have an elevated conversation that leads to the results that we all need in the country. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources today. And as always, as you go out into the world today... Make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something today that makes a difference. KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City. Listen on the KSL News Radio app and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL News Radio, Utah's all day companion for news. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.